Hello and welcome to a CHI podcast for the upcoming Genomics and Medicine Conference being held this February 13th through 14th in San Francisco, California. My name is Samantha Lewis and I'm the conference producer working on the meeting. Today I'm speaking with Jonathan Hirsch, who is the founder and president of SciApps, a software company whose goal is to transform healthcare by bringing omics into routine medical use. Earlier in his career, Jonathan worked in neuroscience commercial development at Abbott Laboratories, where he developed strategies to fund drug development through partnerships and private equity financing. His research at the Center for Molecular Neurobiology at the University of Chicago helped establish the effect of exercise on promoting hippocampal neurogenesis and combating Alzheimer's disease. Jonathan received an MS in neuroscience from Stanford University and an AB in biology and political philosophy from the University of Chicago. Welcome, John, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks so much. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about SciApps and your cloud-based software platform? Absolutely. So what SciApps provides is a precision medicine data platform which enables laboratories, registries, and hospitals to use molecular profiling to diagnose and treat patients. And this is mainly focused on the intersection of omics and clinical data today. Um, So for laboratories, we provide a clinical omics reporting solution for their diagnostic tests. Um, For hospitals, we provide an omics-driven clinical decision support system. And for registries, we provide a solution to build omics-informed communities and perform studies. And what types of information are you gathering from the platform? So in the platform, people are typically putting in um, omics information, whether it's uh, genomics or transcriptome, all the way down to people who are even doing microbiome work uh, on our platform. Um, Then the next class of information is traditional clinical information, and this could range from drugs that patients are taking, pathology measures, outcomes data, et cetera. And then the third class of information that people put into our platform is what we call knowledge. So the link between, let's say, a drug um, and a variant, or the link between a signature variant and a diagnosis. So it's those three classes of information that our platform uh, typically handles. And how do you see this platform being used clinically? Or the better question, if it's already being used clinically, is how is it being used? Yeah, so our focus is almost exclusively clinical, um, and the platform is used by clinical diagnostic laboratories, and they use it um, to generate and deliver their diagnostic report to a physician, um, and the big benefit is the automation of the reporting process, as well as a clinically interactive and actionable report for the physician and moving physicians away from using pieces of paper and faxes and images to a dynamic, interactive, rich experience around this complex information. Um, The next way it's being used clinically is actually in the hospital. Um, So primarily oncologists, but also other disease areas, um, will use our software to bring together a multi-omics profile of the patient with their standard clinical measures and help them sort and sift through that information to figure out how to diagnose and treat a patient. So it's what we call omics clinical decision support. So our focus is almost exclusively clinical today, and uh, we think that this is actually a big distinguishing factor in separating us from a lot of other companies in the space. And when cloud-based technologies first came about, there was a lot of concerns about security. Do you think that those concerns remain, or have they changed as the technologies have progressed? And to follow up to that, what are the new challenges and concerns? 
Yeah, so a lot of these concerns um, have been ameliorated through, frankly, better education as to what the cloud truly is um, and how it is being used to power this generation of complex software applications. So many people, when you say cloud, um, think that there is just some amorphous set of servers in the sky and your information is going to be shared with everyone else. And, you know, as it turns out, that's not actually the case, um, that the cloud is just a robust infrastructure for hosting and delivering uh, web applications. And specifically, the efforts from providers like uh, Amazon, Google, and others have really moved the industry forward quite a bit. So there was a very nice announcement, uh, I believe it was early this week, that Google is now signing business associates agreements um, for their cloud-based systems like uh, Gmail, Documents, and others, and for their hosting system. And other cloud providers are also following suit. And then the other component is now the clarity that has been received from the Department of Health and Human Services and the Office of the National Coordinator saying that, yes, it's okay to put clinical data in the cloud, um, and they released a set of guidance around how to properly implement a cloud-based application. So this is going away um, pretty quickly. Um, the challenges remaining are, frankly, ones of education of compliance departments, and that's the, the lagging piece and the one that we spend a lot of our time on when we work with hospitals um, and other uh, organizations. And finally, how do you see the role of clinicians evolving as the technology becomes more accessible? So I think the clinician's role is going to be somewhat similar, but the clinician is going to be freed from the chore of managing data and manually looking for patterns. So instead of doing that manually, which is what they do today, what this software, especially our software, is going to let them do is to focus more on the interpretation of information and the care of the patient rather than on synthesizing uh, documents manually. So the, the great example that I love to give is uh, we work with one very prominent uh, oncology group that's local to us, and you go into the physician's office and you see mounds of paper and the paper is actually genomic diagnostic reports on all of this clinician's patients. And you have this wealth of information that is literally sitting on paper, and the physician will go and manually look at all these documents and synthesize that information in their head every single time. And this is exactly what software like ours is designed to help solve. It's removing the physician as just the data aggregator and freeing the physician to be the data interpreter and the person who treats the patient. So I, I see this as a very powerful and beneficial element for the clinician and something that's going to let the clinician evolve from being you know, both a data aggregator and an interpreter and treater to focusing more on interpretation and treatment. Well, that all sounds great, and I'm really excited to hear more about your platform and um, other genomic research this February when you give a talk at the conference. And thank you again, John, for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks so much. Looking forward to the conference. And again, this has been a CHI podcast with Jonathan Hirsch of SIAPS. And you can hear more from Jonathan as well as other leading genomic medicine researchers this February 13th through 14th in San Francisco. For more information and to register, visit triconference.com.